0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: well we're pleased to announce that this season the Spurs show is sponsored by Green King Sport where football is more than a game Green King Sport venues are showing every single televised Spurs fixture over the 23-24 season and with more than 900 sports pubs across the UK it doesn't matter whether you're based in Tottenham or Tyneside you can catch every single minute of the action It wasn't the result we were hoping for yesterday, although what a performance, eh? But a big game coming up this weekend as Man United travel to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. If you're not going to be at the ground, then get your mates together and get to the next best place, a Green King pub. Hello Spurs fans around the world, and welcome to another Spurs show. My name is Theo Delaney, and on a packed show tonight, among the topics we expect to discuss are the following. This time last week it was still in the balance, but now he's gone. Harry Kane, perhaps the greatest Spurs player of them all, has already made his debut for Bayern Munich, and deal with it we must. Uh, but our own season is underway, and we saw a fantastically positive performance away at Brentford on Sunday and came away with a well-merited point. Indeed, we could have won it. And among the standout performances were new boys James Madison and Destiny Udogi and man of the match, a reborn Yves Bissouma. And of course, the transfer market continues to be generally frenzied. What further business, if any, can we expect Daniel Levy to conduct before the end of the month to help me sift through this stuffed inbox our legendary bass man jar wobble and from scarfy spurs talk youtuber and all-round tottenham content machine harry scarf good evening gentlemen
2: good evening phil
1: how are you both all right how you been? harry is this your
0: debut on the spurs show this is my debut as far as I know. Yeah, thank you for having
1: me. <laughs> this is yeah. very exciting indeed. Harry, indeed. when you when it's your debut, you everybody has to answer the same uh, debut question and yours is we not don't worry we're not going to put, put your head down the loo and flush it or anything like that. There's no initiation <laughs> ceremony, but we do need to know what was your first ever Spurs match that you witnessed in the flesh.
0: Oh, great question. Uh, in terms of watching on TV, it was a Champions League semi-final. But actually going uh, was actually before that. Um, it was, I would say, I think it was in of like that, just 2015, 16 uh, against West Brom. Uh, so quite a, quite a few years ago. Um, one, one. It's only been a few years. I've been really really into football, um, so it's mainly under the the posh days. It'll be somewhere around there.
1: I love Jar. Can you believe it? We've got a man on here, a Tottenham influencer, a major. A major man and he and he goes back as far as the potch days. This is great. (laughs) I love that. This is new blood. This is exactly what we needed. Someone up from the academy. Harry, welcome. Let's talk about. Should we talk? Well, I wonder if we should just get it out of the way and talk about big big Harry first, because the weirdest thing about it is that this this time last week, I sat in this chair and it was genuinely in the balance. We well. It actually probably wasn't in the balance, but that's the way it seemed. There was still a lot of toing and throwing. And, you know, I think Spurs actually, this time last week, had just rejected a big, supposedly final offer from Bayern Munich. And at this point, I think I said something like, I think I'm 55% thinking he's going to stay. What a mug I was. What a mug we all were. What mugs we all were. Because it's obviously always going to happen. It was just all about the money and uh, Spurs getting as much as they could and Bayern paying as little as they could. How upset are you,
2: Jar? Well, I went on Chris Cowling's uh, podcast for the first time a couple Mm -hmm. of weeks ago. I was the only one who said I thought he'd probably go to Bayern, you know. Mm. Um, Got quite, you know, a lot of people didn't like it and read that I was just being very, very negative um, and all that. But um, I felt it was going to happen. I'd rather him go to Bayern now than him go to Man United or Chelsea possibly next year. So I think we'd all prefer that. Um, you know, it, on paper, you think it's a good deal for him. You'd think he's guaranteed, maybe too strong a word, a couple of ty- league titles there, a couple of cups or at least. And, may, and it, he, he's guaranteed, I would have thought, getting into the latter stages of the champion league. So good move for him. For us, we get money for a guy who's 30, you know, I bet knowing crafty old Levy, once the add-ons kick in and they will, it'll be a hundred mil. So yeah, it's it's. I'm, I'm absolutely fine. D-d- I'm old. I'm I'm actually. No, I'm, I'm quite good with change. I think it's more exciting. I think parts of Postiglou would have been quite happy. He's going. He's become too big in a way for Tottenham. I wouldn't fancy managing for all his professionalism. I wouldn't fancy managing Harry Kane. Yeah, I'd rather have you know plus. You know, it's slightly complex. He doesn't play exactly the way Postagulu would like, apart from scoring tons of goals every year, admittedly. But I'm sure that doesn't mean I'm a Harry Kane hater. I'm undervaluing him at all. He's one of the most special players I've ever seen in a Tottenham shirt. But I will say this. I've seen players like Gascoigne, who played in a mediocre Spurs team and took us by the scruff of the neck to a final. He would show up in big games. When he kicked the forest guy, of course, in the actual final, but whatever. Um, and I've seen some great match winners and I've seen big game players. I have to say, with Harry, and maybe it's just unfortunate, but when we have been in finals and semi finals, he's not really stepped up to the plate. Maybe it was just how it was on a day. Ericsson was the same. So that's one of the things that defined the pot was consistency in the league and showing up in big league games by and large, but not showing up in the big cup games, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so in other words, you know, it, it, you know, he's a great player, but is it's, it's impossible to, to quantify these things. Is it, is it the greatest Tottenham player I've ever seen? No, he's right up there, you mm. know, he's right mm. up there, but, um, it wouldn't possibly not without faults and failings. And that's not the, I'm an ungrateful swine. <laughs> so, fantastic memories, but I think my view is a balanced view. Yeah.
1: All right, well, Harry, me and Jar, I've seen players like the aforementioned Paul Gascoigne, Glenn Hoddle, yeah. Jürgen Klinsmann, Berbatov, Bale, Modric, we've seen all of those players leave. We've we've suffered the trauma of that, the loss, and we've moved on. You know, history moves on. But for you, this is the first big, big departure. I mean, the, the Harry Kane almost personified Tottenham Hotspur for you. How how badly have you taken it?
0: <sighs> it's an interesting one. Well, obviously, it, it's not what we want, uh, Harry Kane leaving. In an ideal world, Harry Kane stays Uh, I'm sure Pastor Cogney thinks that. You know, We've Kane on the pitch speaks to himself how how important he is for Tottenham or any club that has him. Uh, However, I'm over it now, to be honest with you, because we're not Harry Kane FC. We're Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, It's not about an individual. It's about the team as a collective. Uh, And I'm glad it was mentioned because I think Kane has almost got that bit too big for Tottenham. Uh, And at the end of the day, I don't like it when a player is bigger than a club. We've seen similar situations with Mbappe and PSG. It just doesn't work. A player, when they think they're bigger than the club, um, I think not too bothered about the way the situation has been handled in terms of the deal that we've got. It's the timing of it that I think is frustrating. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, just before a new season, uh, and then he got, obviously got Ante Cobb playing him through pre-season, playing him as his captain, mm. uh, and then chucking Richarlison, in, who didn't get in the end, get that many minutes, and he scored ultimately one goal for whatever reason, one goal in Premier League last season. So There's a lot of pressure on his shoulders. Uh, and we haven't gone out there and, and signed a, a big name as a striker. If you like, with Sam Velex, I'm assuming it's for the future. Um, so that, that's big. That's big boots. Whether it's some Richarlison to Phil, who knows? Or it's big pressure on Daniel Levy to sign a striker before the window shuts. Um, yeah. So I think the timing of it is poor. But I'm over it now, to be honest with you, because no player is bigger than the club and the badge.
1: That's great. I mean, it sounds like all of us are, are moving on. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned the Mbappe thing because one thing that you, you can get trapped into becoming miserable because you can start, as a Spurs fan, you can start to think, oh, yeah. it's Spurs. We're just not big enough for a big player. But you've got to remember, all the big clubs lose big players. I mean, Manchester United lost Cristiano Ronaldo before he'd even reached his peak. They lost Beckham. Arsenal have lost, you know, T- you can count them Thierry Henry, Patrick Vieira, uh, Fiberglass. You know the other fella, um, Van Percy. You know big clubs lose big players. Big yeah. players like to move and do and play for more than one club. It's almost unheard of. I mean, with the exception of I can you know Gerard and Totty and John Terry. You can't think of many big players who stay. However big the club they play for, they don't tend to stay for the whole time. And I think you've got a. You've got to remember that because as Spurs fans, sometimes you think, oh, it's because Levy, you know, we're not big enough and Levy's not made us big enough and all that. I I think it's just a fact of life. And I think you've got to be philosophical about it. Um, before we talk about the game that happened at Brentford, and there's so much to talk about, let's talk pre kickoff and let's talk about that lineup uh, uh, and, in particular, one aspect of it. I mean, I, I was really, I thought it was really brave and positive of him to put both those new boys in, uh, VDV and um, Udogi on the left-hand side of the defence. I thought that was great. But the real one of the glaring things that you saw was there was no Eric Dyer. not only in the team. You might have thought he could have started him against, alongside uh, Romero because, you know, experience. And the new, the Dutch fella, you know, he's, he's not yet bedded in, you could argue. So he didn't start Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer wasn't even on the bench. And this followed news that Eric Dyer was not only not given the captaincy, which he must have thought he was a contender for being... You know, I think the longest-serving first-team uh, player there, but he wasn't even made a vice captain. He was uh, the vice captains are Madison and Romero. Jar, how surprised were you about this? And I, this is a loaded question. Have you heard any rumours about his relationship with Mister Posticoglu or Mister Postigulu as you as you've been calling him?
2: Well, Theo, I'm ne- I'm never one ever to repeat gossip. No. Okay. So get this the first time. Um, <laughs> that was a joke. Uh, <laughs> you like that, didn't you? <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, was it, I saw stuff on Twitter saying that he'd, you know, it's all kid stuff. This, but he'd stopped following Tottenham on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and this, that, and the other. And I saw other people say, no, he never. That's a lot of nonsense. That's not the case. And then I heard a rumours, t- which is probably just nonsense. Um, it's probably absolute p- nonsense. But I like to believe it because I'm a nasty bit of work. Mm-hmm. And it, apparently Postagulo turned around to him. And it's probably nonsense. But in, the rumour I heard was Postagulu turned around to him and said, well, your daddy's gone now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning Kane, <laughs> <can't>, obviously. <sighs> I, know, I love to think that's happened. You know? oh, wow. But... Um, and, and he then supposedly stormed off the, the WhatsApp group that, you know, they're yeah. all on and all that. Oh, my God. Uh, probably a nonsense, and it's probably just someone with a very good imagination stirring it. But obviously something, cause something's gone on for him not yeah. to be on the bench, you know. Um, and I for me, there's been one or two, like he did for a while, for five minutes he sat in well with Mourinho. Yeah, with sat with Sanchez, and yeah. they look really solid. And then as part of a three, he looked really good in the centre of that three with uh, with Conte for a little while. It was yeah. unbelievable. And Sanchez, remember that game against Arsenal? Romero was injured. Sanchez came in, and you know Dyer was really like leading looking like a captain. Got yeah. back in the England squad, and his form dipped again. Yeah. And he, he I, I have seen him make so many mistakes. As Sanchez has done, maybe dies slightly worse. I'm sure he's a an okay person, you know. The same, he doesn't look a terrible guy to me, you know. Yeah. And these people become but a defence humour and this, that, and the other. And who'd, who'd ever want to be a footballer apart from having the money, you know? But anyway, positionally, he's not great. Um, he, he's not. He's not quick enough to read situations. You look at that situation against Barca, the, equal, the, the equalising goal last week, you know, that's typical of him. He sort of ends up nowhere. You can't block, you cut we're near blocking the cross that comes in. The cross shouldn't have been allowed in in the third place, to be to be fair, you know. Um, where Sanchez, of course, um, incredibly looks like Beckenbauer against Barcelona, you know, he yeah. had a couple of incredible recovery runs yeah. and looked very, very good against Brentford. You yeah. know, um, and he might be, obviously, his attributes, He's he's got a turn of pace, quite comfortable on the ball. He had a hell of a lot of touches, you know. He's, he's you know, not the, mo- not the most uncomfortable player on the ball. And he looks like he's a real try. He's got an attitude. It looks to me like, would not surprise me if he ended up staying. But do- some players have to go. He dies under contracts still for a year. You'd like, I I would prefer it if he went, you know. I think it'd be better for him. I think it's very unlikely he'll be starting regular football under Postagoulou, you know. Um, I I think, I suppose, Regulon, uh, you know, not bad going forward, but probably not great defending. Sessegnor, I would have thought, Larice And and Belly. that was the other thing today. Again, could just be rumours. But apparently Postigulu's, you know, not happy at all with him. The rumours say that there's been, you know, it started out really well, but then there were problems with his timekeeping and this, that and the other. And uh, I heard that he didn't want to, he wasn't interested in going to Turkey, was yet again, could be, who knows, these all could be rumours. That's what was said last week, you know. Um, He didn't want to go to Turkey. Maybe it's to do with wages or something, but that 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 I've just named. I think five players there, and you probably need another five. Davis, although he talks highly of Davis, I thought it's interesting that Davis as well. You made well of ex. That would have been the safe choice as a vice yeah. captain. I yeah. thought it really was. So I, I thought the vice yeah. captain appointment said a lot more than the yeah appointment of the captain. A lot yeah. more. You know, because he had to, he had to put Sonny, and you couldn't not really do Sonny. But to yeah. put Romero and Madison there is really like that's that's it, a brave new world. It's
1: like he's making a statement, isn't it? It's like, right, this is new. This is a whole new era now. There's no, you know, we're not, we're moving on. And certainly with Dyer, I mean, do you think on merit, Harry, if you were picking that team and that bench, do you think on merit? you to put Dyer on the, on the bench at least or do you think uh, just just purely on merit he wouldn't get on never mind the politics
0: yeah he, he probably wouldn't get in the squad he certainly wouldn't get into the team maybe if he, he does get on the bench uh, one thing's for sure with Dier, you know, whatever you think of him, he has over the years, especially recently, been a scapegoat uh, amongst the fans. I, I think we can all agree, you know, he hasn't got uh, the qualities of some, of some people in his position. You know, at Tottenham, for example, he used now Romero and Van der de He's got nowhere near the quality of that. Uh, but I think he has has the right attitude. Um, I expected him to be um, in contention, certainly uh, to be one of the vice captains. So a slight surprise for him not to be that, because I do believe he is the longest server now uh, at the club with with Kane, obviously going and Lloris set to go. Um, so it's very very surprising. They probably wouldn't have got in the squad, uh, to be honest with you. But it's an interesting one also with Ndombélé because you know he hasn't been in the squad for. Pretty much at all in pre-season. Yet I think the club made a big thing of it on the on the social media team uh, of clips of Ndombélé in training early on. That like there's really good early impressions between yeah. him and Postacoglu. The simple things as Ndombélé got two pats on the back from Postacoglu, where everyone else got one. So I think Postacoglu already came in the job knowing that Ndombélé is the one that he has the quality, he has the ability, he has the potential. Just needs to work on his attitude um but obviously we've got the last few days being reported from the likes of alice gold that it is a timekeeping thing and it is his attitude and that's why he's not in the squad uh, it's interesting why we die as well <laughs> but no he probably wouldn't have got in my squad and he's, he's one of one of many that probably do need moving on for their own sake for their own career because he's not going to get any minutes here uh but if he went to another club uh it's a whether it or a smaller team in the premier league uh he gets a lot more minutes
1: For premium content, including a daily news show, ex-player interviews and original documentary series on Spurs, go to patreon.com forward slash Spurs show and support our show in the process. Spurs show merchandise... There are new designs with a kangaroo instead of a cockerel. Spurs, Peter Cook, Bob Marley, Bruce Forsyth, Emma Radichanu, Adele, Paul Whitehouse t shirts, and Hume Min Son designs. They're all available uh, amongst our merchandise offering. Our monthly London live shows return next month. Sign up and join us at season.spursshow.net. We'll be announcing the lineup shortly. And do follow us also on Facebook. And Instagram, and please leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Next week, by the way, our guests are Tony Galvin, Chris Paros, and Paul Hawksby. I mean, it does seem like, I mean, we were going to come on to the transfer window, but while we're on it, I mean, I think uh Dyer, if Dyer was to go, and it makes sense, yeah, if he's not even going to get on the bench and he's only got a year to go, it very much makes sense for him to go now, unless he, he could, of course, dig his heels in and say, no, I'm going to wait a year and then, uh, uh, you know go go under my own terms who knows but if he's got yeah. uh, Tanganga's another one and yeah I mean Sanchez I've always liked Sanchez but mostly I've liked him because he is a trier I don't think he's top draw so then you look past the two that started yesterday who do seem like they are top class and you think well we're gonna have a, we're gonna need to get at least one in um they're still linked with this fella at wolfsburg aren't they and and one or two others but you do think that 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 becomes a priority if if he's jettisoned dyer he doesn't fancy tanganga you wouldn't really want it just to be those two with only sanchez backing them up you'd want at least one really really good uh option there so that'll be interesting to see if they manage to pull that off otherwise we're going to have problems i think in that position because one thing's for sure let's talk about the performance what we were told actually did about Postecoglou's football, it all transpired. Everything we were told, it happened. I mean, we'd already seen it a bit in pre-season, but you can never really trust friendlies. But this game showed so much to be uh, positive about. Amazing amount of possession, really good positive possession right up the pitch. And having players like Madison and a totally rejuvenated Basuma, who can really play football, who can play a fast-paced possession football really knock it around and be inventive and then having you know Son and Kulu on the flanks uh Skip I thought had a good game as well that front six it was a it was a complete revelation wasn't it but one thing's for sure somebody tweeted afterwards yeah I'm just a bit worried about the ball over the top and it's like you know with with Poster Coglu that's almost like that's like his middle name I'm just a bit worried about the ball over the top because they push so far up I mean they live in the opposition half. They lift right up almost in the, you know, the opposition final third. So, of course, a ball over the top with quick uh, strikers. I mean, y- y- you're asking for trouble. VDV, the new lad, very, very quick. Apparently the quickest defender in the Bundesliga last season, so it makes to- so much abundant sense to have him in. 22, 22.7 miles an hour. That's incredible. Really? So he'd be yeah. done for speeding
2: in most London boroughs if he tried that. I was- uh, I, my first thought was he he couldn't if he run at full pelt down Park Lane he's nicked he's absolutely nicked. totally yeah uh, and any
1: anywhere in Harringay yeah. where I live he's absolutely he's he'd be on twelve points before he before he'd even got home for dinner.
2: I mean But not not in Greece where I worked a few weeks ago where it's absolutely permissible to drive a hundred and fifty kilometres per hour down not side streets. But anyway, please continue. <laughs> Maybe
1: you'll get a move there. I don't know. But um yeah, so you know, everything we thought was gonna happen did happen. We were excellent. I, I felt yeah. we were great to watch. I loved it. And it was interesting we were playing Brentford because Brentford are not a typical modern side. They do sit very, very deep, even at home. They've got what they call, what the modern uh, hipsters call a low block, haven't they? They they just yeah, stuff block. up the penalty area. And that was an interesting challenge for us. And it'll be, it'll be fascinating to see them playing against a, a more modern-minded side like City or Arsenal, who do actually also press, because then we're going to see all sorts of... It's going to be like wacky races. We could end up in five all... Draws. Never mind two two draws. I I I imagine. Um, but Jar, does it? You, what was your What was your main takeout from yesterday's performance?
2: Um, Besuma, it's fantastic. Yeah. I, I I I think we all felt very confident he was going to do well under Postiglou. We all knew from from watching him play against us for Brighton what a fantastic player he was. That was one where I, uh, you know. I'm not a huge Daniel Levy fan. No, I know that. Everyone loves him, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) But Conte, Conte, you know, apart from that little patch at the end of the season before last, which was fantastic, to to be fair, um, he did not utilise that squad well. No mm. way, did he? Mm. And Basuma, it was just like, mate, this is ridiculous. And he stuck to his guns with two two in the middle every week playing against three. So we we're always outnumbered and people playing little triangles around our axis players, you know. Mm. Um, anyway, Basuma, I thought that was fantastic. Madison, wonderful. Yudogi, looks like he can actually defend. Incredible. Uh, Emerson Royal. I think, you know, he's good for that inverted full-back position, but it's a hell of a lot to ask for you because you have to invert, but then, of course, you've got to make a 100-yard sprint to get back to cover the right wing, this right, right-back position. Really not easy, but I thought he did well. Sanchez, what I found interesting was Sanchez with the high line, just how comfortable on the ball, you know. Um, I, that was a remarkable. He had a lot of touches, you know, um, and he, I mean, you think he wasn't even on from the start. I thought that was amazing. Um, Ricarlison from me is beavering away all the time. I thought he made a good point, Postigulu, about not finding him early enough. You need to be a little bit a little bit more decisive when he makes the run. You've got to they've got to find him you know, better. Um it, easier for me to talk about I'm a bit disappointed with, which was Son, I was mm-hmm. disappointed with yet again. And I am wondering, he is 31. You know, it's once you hit that that figure roughly, some players go on to their 34, but most don't, especially, especially in that position. Yeah. Especially in that position. Plus he's expected to stay out wide and get chalk on his boots, which has never suited him. He hasn't got enough of a trick in him. So that bothered me. Um, for me, uh, Kulu as well, doesn't look like the player he was, at the at that at the end of that first season, when he was amazing, you know, mm. he just looks like a kind of bread and butter inverted winger. You know, he go he's going to cut inside and he's going to lay it off. Okay, you know, non-stop. So that b- b- bothered me. The keeper's getting a lot of stick, which bothers me. Won't do him any favors, and he just looks slightly like. um I'm on red alert! I'm on red alert! You know, you think some calm down. But he didn't yeah. make any huge mistakes. Um, I was surprised how long he kicked it so often. But I'd rather that than, than you know, if if in doubt, you know, get, get it up the field. I'm sure there will be countless... Um, drills with Postigulu when it comes to playing out from the back, you know, he'll want them for another few weeks where they'll start to do it automatically. That's one part of the game, actually, was similar to Conte, you know, these set drills, you know, playing it out from the back. Although, of course, Postigulu's thing is just so much more radical than Conte's ever was. You know, it's a whole new way of, you know, it's very much a brand new, modern, coach, you know, who's, the, you know, it's all about this very exciting brand of football. So those are the, those, that was basically all that, I think I've gone through all the team. I thought Sa did okay when he came on. Yeah. A bit, dis, a bit disappointed with Skip. He hadn't reached the heady heights of his performance against Barcelona. I do want, I, 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 I would, I. one of the other things, it's all well and good being in Perisic on, and he did that one lovely ball down the line with the outside of his boot. Yeah. I would like to see him linking up with Los You know, I wonder if, uh, you know, it might be too offensive, but Bisuma, Madison, and Los Elso, you know, I, we imagine that with Perisic out on the left, because those mm. two were linking up very well pre season. You know, very intelligent footballers. Yeah, so they're you know, sophisticated you
1: know. international footballers, aren't they? I mean, Loselso when he's fit. I mean, he wasn't fit in the World Cup, which is the only reason he didn't play for the team that ended up winning the World Cup. But when he when he is fit, him and Messi apparently are fantastic together. So we've never seen Lo Celso's full potential, but uh, there is there is potential there to exploit. And who's to say Postecoglou can't find it? And the same with. Um, yeah, with uh, Perisic, is a top international player of many years standing. He looks fit and trim. He's also got the long throw. Let's not forget that. You get that into the bargain. Richarlison yeah. has got the most... Uh, negative comment, not so much that they, anyone said he was shit or he's rubbish or anything, but I think most people are most worried about him. He's got the pressure on him because of Kane. I've, I'm not too worried about Richarlison. Richarlison scored goals wherever he's been. He is Brazil's number nine, as everyone keeps saying. And as I said, that that Brentford team is not typical. It's very much the low blocks. There's absolutely no space yeah. for the guy playing up, right up front on his own. He's, he's being sort of stifled. What's your take on uh, Richarlison Harry, do you think, are you concerned? Or do you think they need to go and try and get someone big in with experience? Or do you think if they got the lad from Ghent and they've already got the young Argentinian, that you'd be relaxed about that? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I'm glad you asked this actually. Um, no, I'm not worried at all actually uh, about Richarlison. And no, I don't think we need to go out there and sign a big name, but I'd, I'd rather us focus on, on the outgoings, getting players out the door because we need about five, six, seven, maybe more Players to go out the door. We need to bring in that, that centre back option, that backup uh for Van der Ven and Romero. Sanchez, keep him as a backup, absolutely fine. I thought we, I thought he was really, really good uh against Brentford. I think he has the old moment in him, perhaps lack of concentration. Um, I don't know, lack of confidence, but he does have that moment in him, but so the likes of Dyer. Um, So let's say we move Dyer and and, um, Tanganga on, then you're going to need, ideally, another player in there, because otherwise we could be trouble. Uh, You know, if we advance in both the the FA Cup and then the Carabao Cup, it could come a problem to later stage around Christmas. Lots of games, Romero gets an injury, van der Ven gets an injury, they both get an injury, one suspended, (laughs) wouldn't put that past, especially Romero, so that's a huge possibility. So I don't think we need to go out there and sign a striker. Like you said, Brentford's the low block, it's never going to be easy. Um, people pointing out Richarlison, but I didn't think Son or Kulicewski were any better. I thought, I thought Son was really, really poor. I thought Kulicewski was wasteful. And Son, had, Son had no impact in the game. Richarlison tried hard the efforts there, but he, he scores 12, 15 goals in, in both Everton and Watford, signed down the bottom. I think he does live up to expectations. Uh, he's going to find it hard at times because he's going to need the service, and he just simply didn't get that against Brentford for me, so I'm not worried. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's interesting actually that all of a sudden—and it's only one game—and inevitably you read all this into one game. But you know, we've been moaning as Spurs fans for years about the lack of inventiveness in the midfield, and that you know, Ericsson was never replaced, and there are no, there's no creativities and no ideas. But we've been, we've managed to sort of luxuriate. (laughs) Sorry, we've got that now in
0: in Madison. We've got it.
1: We've got it, and we've always we, we've had to luxuriate in, in the last two or three years in chances being created in the front in the front three. So you've had Son and Kulisevsky, and you've had Kane. And between them, they've made loads of chances. So that lack of creativity has been made up for... So all of a sudden, we're looking at yesterday, and you're looking at Bissouma, albeit playing deep, but still creative as well. A great passer as well as being tenacious, great touch, plays at pace. Uh, Madison is one of the best creatives in the league and already was even before he came to us. And he just, you know, he's straight away. He just looks like the sort of player we've, we've been crying out for, but, you know, Kuliseski and so on. So it's almost like it's, it's swapped round. You think, well, the creativity is there. They're going to make chances from the midfield because we've got a creative department there that really knows what it's doing. But all of a sudden, these two guys who were making chances before the front three suddenly looks like it's gone back a, a step while the middle three has gone forward a step, which is interesting. But does this mean, and is it possible? I mean, what's interesting now with, uh, with about two weeks left of the transfer window to go, I mean, the transfer window really is fancy. I have just had a notification come up that Chelsea have sealed the signing of Caicedo for a record fee. I mean, when when exactly are the financial fair play People going to actually knock on Todd Bowley's door. It's unbelievable the amount of money they say it can't possibly be right, can it? I mean, wolves are wolves are hamstrung because of financial fair play uh, considerations. Yeah. How, how can Chelsea not be? But anyway, they they bought him now, and that's that that makes them because that's they, that that fills a big hole for them. Um, but is Levy going to spend more money? That's the question. The big question is: Does Levy now have a hundred million pounds to spend, or is Levy going to? say effectively oh no, no no we spent all that already we knew that was coming in so we spent that on madison and uh you know vdv and and sealing the loans of people like poro and kuliseski i mean what do have you got what, what does your instincts tell you on that job
2: well uh, you know look here again there's a, a you know levy takes a lot of stick quite rightly i was you know been anti, more anti Enic than not for a long time now, but whatever. But he has spent big a couple of times. I mean, look at somebody like Belly, you know, um, Porro, and you kind of even got Porro, he's a very good coming forward, but he's a right wing back. Belly was just been a dud, promised so much and delivered nothing, let alone little. So it's, it's not always about buying the big, the big, the big check, the big, tag guys, the big money guys. Yeah. So look at how Leicester, for years, although they've gone down, for years they were the exemplar of, of a club working really smartly using statistics, yeah. the way Brentford have done. You know, and Brighton. Suppo- yeah, and Bright- Brighton actually completely. And I know a, a guy who's a huge Brighton fan and was very involved with the, the, their, their rise from, you know, from they went right down – into the uh, 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 into the what we now call the second division, and a, a bloke I know was very involved with the club and speaks so highly about the administration of the club. Now, of course, that, that, that bloke is there who was with Tottenham, and yeah. ended up going going to Barber. Is it Paul Barber?
1: Paul is Barber, it? yeah,
2: yeah, went off to uh, Vancouver, yeah, learnt his trade, and it, there he was at Tottenham. And you wonder if it's somebody who I could imagine working with Levy. I could imagine from the outside looking in, feeling quite stimmid when you've got bright ideas and new ways of doing things. I could imagine someone else gets the ear of Levy on that day. You really need to convey a good idea to him. I could just imagine that. You know, who, who knows what really goes on, but I could imagine that. Um, and so Brighton have done, then this guy told me all the inside story of the stats, was telling me in advance. He was telling me they knew KK do was going, you know, ages ago. they. I think they've already got their replacement in. It's all about stats. And there's no reason we can't do that. The other thing I like about this thing with Postigouli is the obvious thing. As he says himself, it's not about the individuals. It's about the system. And often it's about finding the players. You know, you just need a good foot soldier to go about play into the system that, that works for you, you know? So uh, rather than getting, you know, you know, amazing, amazingly expensive players who have got everything and they're elite footballers, there is so much you can do if you're smart. You know, I mean, in football, it's, it's oversimplification maybe, but you, you even need lots and lots of money and a bit of sense at least or you need lots and lots and lots of sense and intelligence and a bit of money. You know, uh, a <laughs> what, lot of people what have, have we lots got? and lots of money. Uh, uh, well, Tottenham for years had kind of neither. There wasn't yeah. any sense, and, and there wasn't very much money. You get yeah. some clubs where there's, and we know what clubs they have been over the years, have got lots of money but no sense. And you get a club like Leicester or Brighton, actually. You know, Leicester now, I'm sure they'll be back next year. But you, you look at Brighton lots and lots of sense and know-how and a real good business plan and a bit of money, enough money to make that business plan work. At Tottenham, we we kind of at times have had the money but not spent it wisely because there's no system now. And that's gone on until last year. We've now signed Porro for all that money. We were determined to get him and he can't, you know, I have doubts whether he could play as a right back in this system time will tell. I think he's more likely to make it as a, I'd rather convert him into a right winger than a right back. You know, you've got a lovely right foot.
1: Yeah. And, and if, if our our concerns about Kudashevsky and Son uh, have substance, then we might need, we might need him to turn into a right winger because if those two aren't really going to deliver, then somebody will have to and as you say he seems to have all the required sort of um attributes to be a good right winger looking at what we know at this point we know we've, we've learned a little bit already about Posticoglu. Mm. we we've we're looking at a squad which is close to being finalized i think i personally was greatly um encouraged by yesterday but harry at the moment I, i'm aware that it's early too early to make any really but, but at the moment, how how far do you think this team can go this season? How What what do you think they can achieve?
0: It's a fantastic question. Um, I, I stand by the fact that I think with or without Kane, we score goals in a dangerous opposition to anyone because of the way we play. We create chances. And there's going to be goals scored. We scored two against Brentford. A pre-season mm. scored that. Although we leaked goals, we definitely scored goals. Um, you got to remember that this year the fifth place counts as Champions League place. That's why I was a little bit frustrated that Kane went because I thought that we could have taken that risk, got potentially fifth place, uh, and would have earned that money that we would have got for Harry Kane because he obviously Kane came from the academy and we wouldn't have lost anything on him. But obviously that didn't happen. But I think, of course, obviously the aim is to make progress on last season, get back into bit back into Europe some way or the other. Uh, it's, it's got to be the aim, however we do that. Um, I'd be very happy with, with sixth or seventh. But if we can go further, push for the top four. be in and around the top four teams that like Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool fight for them. Fine, um, yeah. but obviously the long-term project, because uh, Postacoglu's got the longer contract that both Mourinho and Conte did put together for a reason. It is you know is to, to eventually, assumingly, to ch- to challenge, uh, to to close the gap if you like to City and Arsenal. Yeah. Conte continuously talked about closing the gap to City, especially uh, City and Liverpool at the time, but it now looks like City and Arsenal for the time being. He's uh, saying that how far away we're this far away, we're this far away. Uh, I think possibly Levy would have said that gets back into Europe some way or the other this season, and next season we'll work on getting closer every year. We hope to get closer, get closer, and eventually challenge again. I think that's realistic, yeah. Uh, and, and to be fair to, to Daniel Levy, we've gone out of there. And signed big names such as James Madison uh, and Van Der Ven and, and more, and we yeah. struck up some great deals like Solomon on a free, which doesn't cost us anything. It is a great asset to the squad. So yeah. you know he, he, the intention's there. So I'm excited for this season. Uh, good start to the season. Lots and lots of positives from individuals as a team, fitness, collective. I think Postecoglou will be delighted um, to come out that with a point it yeah. been a lot less because uh, you've got to remember Arsenal were the only team I think to go there last year and really ran away with it.
1: Yeah. So, running yeah. away is never an easy game. No, absolutely. Jar, how far do
2: you think we'll get this season? Oh, we're winning the league. I don't think there's much doubt about that in my mind. <laughs> no, 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 no. That Gary Lineker mind. tweeted that didn't <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. yesterday. Did he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He said Spurs yeah. are going to win the league. Yeah. Well, hey, stranger things have happened, you know, yeah. this guy could really turn it round. So, yeah. I yeah. I do think we we're bound to get a pants pulled down at, yeah. on at least at least half a dozen occasions this year with the high line, you know, yeah. as we as we did to teams far superior to us, like Man City, when we beat them, you know, mm. um, that simple thing of balls over the top. But I think the football will be entertaining. I think we're going in the right way. And it will take a time for the players to get acclimatized to it. And this guy has got a way of, you know, of surprising people everywhere he's gone. Obviously, yeah. the Premier League is something else. But he, I really like, I really like him. You know, the mad thing is with, as you know, with the whole podcast scene and football fan scene. That you know, when I did, when I said on yeah, a few weeks ago on a podcast that. we'd we'd get our pants pulled down a bit. People get get on, why are you so negative? You know? (laughs) And uh, he'll prove you wrong. And you think, "Mm, I don't really know what else I can do but talk English to you. I'm sorry. Like, you know, if you can't understand those words of English, (laughs) really not sure what I can do. But I'm very much a supporter of him. You know, I really like Aussies, by and large, nice and down. It's the next best thing to a Cockney. You know? (laughs) So, you know, I liked it when Harry Redknapp came in because at that point we had a fantastic squad, and Redknapp was just able to, you know, come on, you know how to play football. Stop, stop messing about. What's your yeah. problem? Four four two. Go out and play. I can't tell you how to play. You're all proper players. Oh, well, that's it. It's lovely, you know. And with yeah. this guy, obviously, there's a lot more to it with this guy. This guy's a smart cookie tactically, you know but he's very down to earth. And I think he'll get, you know, he'll be getting a tune out of them. You could see from the get go in those preseason games, which is half asked what was going on. The cane thing really hasn't helped him. No, that would be a huge relief for him. And by the way, yet again, Levy, who I might have stated already in this program a couple of times, not been a huge fan of yet again, people really slagging him (laughs) off for letting, letting the thing run and run. Well, that's business. Sometimes a hundred millions a lot of money. If you're doing a deal with a sort of pipeline through the Middle East, it's not like just bloody sign it off. You know? <laughs> just get it done. Yeah. You know. Or I'm de- 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 developing a new. Me and you are developing a new jetliner. You know. Yeah. I'll just sign a bloody deal. You <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. I've got to have me tea. You know. Um, it, it takes time. You know. And, and um, obviously, Bayon are used to getting things their own way. A yeah. Degree of. Arrogance there, yeah. and and you know so I did. You know it was just un, it was unfortunate, but that's the way it had to be. Yeah, and even yeah. playing it, playing it. I was there for the sets game, so I can say I was there at Kane's first game and his last. You know, so that's great. And yeah. um you know, it was already great to watch, but he had to plan because it makes it look to Bayern like we're entirely serious about keeping him you know yeah, yeah. he's in a plan so you know it, it's all good but anyway now he's gone it's just it would have yeah. really delighted him because i've even my own limited little way playing music you sometimes work with big stars and it's wonderful and they're charismatic and they're often very professional very hard working but they change everything around them because they carry yeah. such a gravitas yeah that you know I, I, my favorite things going out with my very well drilled Four piece band, you know. We augment it. I've gone out with big bands, sixteen people, twenty people. By the way, I use every occasion I ever can to talk about myself because I am a narcissist and it is all about me. But uh, but no, it is, uh, But you know, I, I like getting them in my well drilled, fantastically, you know, professional, talented band. You know, and. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, and I would, I would have thought with him, he can really get down to work now. And yeah. you know, if you wanted a number nine, more hardworking uh, than than Rick Carlson and more, more suited to Postaguli's style, I don't know one. Yeah, because he be fri- hard to find, he, fri- yeah. he thrives on balls coming into the box from all angles, all kinds of headers and touches. I yeah. remember the, the kind of those kind of weird. The wonderful goals he'd get for for Watford and um and 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 ever and he's got yeah. a great sense of coming in off angles and working the angles around the box, you know. And yeah. so he'd be delighted to work with him. And that Rick Arlison, can you imagine what it's like when you, you're in Harry Kane's shadow? What that will do to you psychologically? You start to doubt that you had. You start thinking that voice, the Stephen King novel voice. You know, yeah. you're nothing. <laughs> You're nothing. Yeah. Everybody loves Harry. Harry's yeah. everything. You should be, and you'll never be. You'll <laughs> yeah. never be. You, you know. So You know. Jar. So, listen, you know. we're
1: running out of time. How do you see this going against Man United this weekend? I'm going to be there.
2: I'm going to go two two.
1: Blimey, that's the that is easily the shortest answer you have ever given, Jar. I'm, you've I'm totally sure, thrown yeah. me there. Well, you Harry? said
2: we didn't have up with time. We
0: are running out of time. Harry, how do yeah. you see that game shape k- going? I'm going to have to change my predictions and going with 2-2 is what we went with yesterday. So I'm going to change it to 1-1. One, one. I think it'll be a draw. The only thing I'm worried about is how good United are as a counter-attacking team and with the long balls. But bringing yeah. Van der makes so much sense because uh, of his pace. Quickest registered player in the Bundesliga, as we, as we mentioned earlier. That pace is incredible. Um, so that makes me feel a little bit less worried. But we know the likes of Fernandez can throw a pass. Uh, and we know, you know United score goals through Rashford. Um, primarily, so you know they're going to be a problem. But you know, we, again, In another game we get a point out of and we build, I'll be very, very happy. So optimistic after the point against Brentford. Put it that way for now. Good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel optimistic about it. I think that uh, you know they've got they their centre forward isn't fit yet. The one they bought Ho- Hoyland. Yeah. Uh, do you think they bought Hoyland because he sounds a bit like Haaland, and they just think he's the nearest? <laughs> he's the nearest thing, possibly. I don't. I doubt it'll Probably be just. as. Good. He can't be as good as him, can he? Uh, but they have got Mason Mount and Onana making their debut. I, I feel like it's two reasonably well-matched teams. I hope that's not delusional. I think they look like two quite similar and well-matched teams, and it'll be so exciting to see how that works, especially with Spurs with that with the crowd behind them at home. First game under Postecoglou. One thing we know, I, th- already, I
2: think that I think they're a better team. I do. They've had, they're, they're two or three years into a re- re- rebuild with a proper manager, but yeah. the home crowd. Yeah. And it can can be, really can be like the 12th man. That, yeah, the home thing and this new belief in Postagudo getting on the press, you know, they'll might get a bit nervous and that's yeah. where we might get some joy.
1: You um, know? If you're a neutral, it, it, it's quite mouth-watering, okay. I would have thought. It really is. Listen, guys, yeah. I've enjoyed this. I'm going to predict a win to Spurs 2 1. There you go. Actually, no, 3 yeah, yeah. 2. It's 2 1. There'll never be as few goals as three, will there? 3 2, I'm going to say. Um, I've really enjoyed this. Thank you very much. We've had we've had me and Jar waving the flag for the old folk, and we've had Harry here, uh, who's b- been a very welcome injection of youth to balance things out. You've both yeah.
2: been brilliant. I appreciate it. I'm very Harry. Excited. Can you just tell Harry, Harry, I saw Tottenham Hotspur play Sheffield United at the Oval. In the early part of the twentieth century, <laughs> I'm I'm that old, Harry. I'm that old. <laughs> oh,
1: not there to you, worry. Go. there <laughs> you go, folks.
0: Love Harry, it. thank you very much. Where can we find you? Ah, oh, thank you very much for having me on. It's, it's a real pleasure. Uh you can find me in my Twitter handles, Harry Scarf uh, Twenty Two. am a content creator and YouTuber. I have my own channel, Scarf yeah. so is currently producing daily content and yeah. my weekly live shows every Monday, eight PM special guest it's going really really well but thank you very much for the invite uh tonight it's been lovely so thank
1: no, you no great having you on and jar live dates in the offing of course
2: yeah october we're <laughs> touring i've got a new album out now called a brief history of now there's two great videos up on youtube yeah and uh i've got hand trauma at the moment so playing football so yeah it's not good mate no, no. so i'm uh, not, not happy about that so, uh, yeah, luckily I haven't got any gigs right now, but we've got gigs in um, October. So we have been playing the forging Camden and playing all over the shop, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah.
1: All right. Thanks a lot, guys. And uh, we'll be back next week. But until then, all that remains for me to say is, get on you Spurs. On, Spurs!
0: If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co. Dot .uk
1: Sports Social Podcast Network